stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's showtime. My name is Tony Gapastone. My pronouns are he, him, his. I am coming at you from Redwood City, California. That's Northern California. And I am a white Caucasian, white is Caucasian, dude, with uh, some brown scruff and some glasses. And I'm in a studio that says Brave Maker in the back. And I'm a writer-director. And I love doing this show every week with my friend, co-collaborator, and now I could say producer of the next feature film that Brave Maker is doing, Christina <laughs> Ray Jackson. Hey, hey, I love doing the show with you, Tony. Hey everyone, I'm Christina Ray Jackson, and I'm coming to you from Dublin, California in my home studio, and I am a black woman sitting in a Will Power chair, wearing King T'Challa costume today and the makeup and hair is inspired by my brave fave which we'll get to later neptune frost so if you haven't seen it check out the trailer it's super awesome and uh, i'm really excited to be here did i leave anything out oh yeah i'm an actor a writer a comic book writer a singer all that cool stuff and he she they and i'm queer yeah girl i'm here <laughs> bring it and bring it we, we always start our show before we bring in our guests with this one question. How are you braving your way toward your creative goals? Christina, one thing at a time. What are you doing to get toward that next goal? It's Black History Month. So happy Black History Month, everyone. And I've been just diving into the wild and wonderful world of African tribal makeup and what it what it really means like the essence of it again inspired by the movie neptune frost um so that's what i've been doing this week and kind of using that uh, kind of like a platform for the launch of my comic book which was supposed to be today but we pushed that date back <laughs> it'll be awesome it'll happen by the end of the month for sure what about you tony have you been braving your way this week christina and i have been texting and talking and zooming about this next film which yeah, we have released that is coming in May of 2022 here called Go Veronica Go. It'll be our second feature film we're doing. And so we have been working on getting our grants uh, under uh, figured out, uh, getting the all the links and mm -hmm. the applications and our spreadsheets and dealing with our cast and trying to get our SAG paperwork. But the coolest thing is yesterday, Christine and I were chatting and I had reached out to one of our prime actors about her coming it's on so to the project and uh as we were talking boop the email come as in, we were came talking, in i it love it i love that coolest. kind of stuff <laughs> so it's not official official we can't say anything yet but we're excited for this cast that is developing around this film called go veronica go yes. which is about a feisty quadriplegic actor da, 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 uh, yeah. played by christina ray jackson who goes on this unexpected journey when she has to move back to live with her uber religious mom and then mm -hmm. meets somebody serendipitously that changes the, the direction of her future. So yeah, we're excited to celebrate uh disability community and the black community and the queer community with this film. Yeah. So be on the lookout. If you want to join us, <laughs> let us know, you know where to find us, right? We're, we're here. Uh, you can follow, Christina on her Instagram page at Christina Ray Jackson. You can go find me at Tony Gapastone. And uh, yeah, we're all about collaboration. We're all about making stuff. So all about that. Us. Yes.
And today we're going to talk to a brave maker who is doing just that. Uh, yes, you may know she is. Her, you may know her as an actor uh, on a very well-known television show called Insecure, which goes back before that. We're going to dig in. But she's also premiering her directorial debut, her feature film on Netflix uh, with Array. Uh, it's called Definition, Please. So please welcome to the show, Sujata Day. Hey, so excited hey. to be here. Um, yes, my name's Sujata, welcome. she, her. Uh, I have glasses on. I have big, big headphones. I've got a bright orange sweatshirt. I'm in a room with my short film poster, Cowboy and Indian, behind me. Thank you for that inclusive description. Yes, we do yeah, that. I, I love it. I love it. So let's jump in, Sujata. We want to hear your origin story. Where were you born and raised? And how has your journey uniquely prepared you for the work you're doing today in film? So I was born and raised in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in a little town. Shut called... up. Are you from Pittsburgh? I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Another area. I have family. Okay. So wild. Okay. Okay. Go on. That's dope. That's dope. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So Greensburg is about an hour east of Pittsburgh. Uh, had a great childhood. Really enjoyed growing up there. Um, there wasn't a lot of diversity in our schools, but uh, I was really lucky because in our region, there were two Hindu temples that I went to mm -hmm. and I took dance classes at the South Indian temple and went to parties and celebrations at the North Indian temple. And so pretty much I had my school friends, but then I had my Indian American friends that I was hanging out with on the weekends. We went to Hindu temple summer camp in Lake Erie. Um, we went to all the, all the birthdays and all the parties and occasions. And so it was really great because I feel like I, never had uh to choose between cultures i just had like the best of both worlds i just i just really loved school and my friends at school and then i really loved you know being uh so immersed in my culture as well with these other first generation kids um and we all became a family so that that was really dope and and that plays into a lot of the scripts that I write mm -hmm. and, and the the projects that I create. And so I started doing theater and uh, musicals in middle school, high school. And um, my parents were very supportive. They would show up, uh, there'd be like six shows um, during a week and they would show up with flowers and um, just really excited sitting in the front row every night. And, but Yay not for only supportive was, parents. Yay for yes, supportive parents. Yeah. yeah. So they were, they were really dope. And then, um, the thing is though, I was also really good at math and science. So I think, uh, my parents never pressured me to kind of take, uh, a certain professional path, but because I was hanging out with so many smart, uh, overachieving Indian American kids who are all going to med school or science school or, you know, MIT. And I was just like, oh, that feels like something that I should be doing too. So I ended up going to engineering school in Cleveland and I got my engineering degree. But then I, I, I also took a screenwriting class. I took a playwriting class. I also studied abroad in Sydney 
and once again did a bunch of plays and um i was just like oh, i really just kind of want to be performing i want to do this. So I started to manipulate my entire life to, uh, to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. And so I, I interned at a place called Accenture, this uh, business consulting firm. And they asked me at the end of the su my summer internship where they offered me a job, number one. And then they said, where do you want to work? And I was like, Los Angeles. And so they, they moved me out to LA and little did they know that I was going to be the worst employee ever there. So uh, with consulting, you don't really have to go into work unless you're placed on a project. So I just always tried to never get placed on a project. And, and so I was like getting headshots, going to auditions, meeting with agents and like just kind of setting the foundation for what would be my uh, professional entertainment career. And so a year after I started working at Accenture, they laid me off, which was great. <laughs> and I got, I got severance and unemployment. And then about eight to 10 months later, I booked three national commercials and, and that kind of started uh, a journey. I love how intentional and passionate and strategic you were about making this wild dream to get onto the big screen come true. It's so cool. What was the timeline, Sujata, of you going to LA between, you know, the mm -hmm. temp job and all the other stuff when you finally felt like you could survive on your acting? Oh, um, huh. Maybe like five years. Mm -hmm. It took like five years in terms of survival because even even after when I met Isa, Isa Ray on Twitter, and I went to audition at her house, which, you know, as a actor you never want to audition at someone's house could be shady could be super shady um yeah. but obviously nothing happened and, and it turned out really positive uh awkward black girl i mean we were all working for free so even during that time period i was i was you know still trying to make money off of commercials mm -hmm. or you know hostessing at restaurants waitressing like that was really fun for me because as someone who has an engineering degree, the dream in my head was like, I was going to be a struggling waitress. And, <laughs> and then, you know, that's what people do. And so even waitressing and hostessing was super fun for me. And I just really, Good for you. I just really yeah. enjoyed being around creative, like-minded mm. individuals. That's the attitude you got to have to make it. You got to yeah. be consistent. You got to love all the challenges and the ups and downs. Let's jump into this. Awkward Black Girl is a web series phenomenon. This is the dream that everybody has as they create this create a web series and the HBO buys it, right? You got to be on the beginning, the foundation of Issa Rae's work, her her creation. Yeah. So talk about that. You said you weren't getting paid. You you got the audition from Twitter. You go to her house. Here we're watching those of you who are watching us live or on the replay. You can. They're all on YouTube, so you can go watch these. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Insecure, the show. Uh, tell us everything about the whole experience and what that was like getting on this and making this happen and what a long process it was. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like I mentioned, I am I had joined Twitter about 10 years ago. I just left Facebook before it was cool to leave Facebook. And, and I was like, oh, well, I need a new social media. So got on Twitter. Um, sort of following a group that's still still alive and well on Twitter called Film TV Diversity. And 
they would tweet out every when, when like follow Friday was a thing, they would tweet out people to follow. And I was like, okay, I'll follow that director, that writer, that web series creator. So I just followed everyone at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, Issa was one of them that they had tweeted out saying, oh, here's a, a web series creator. And I was like, great. And then she tweeted, I'm looking for a girl to play my best friend on a web series I'm developing. And I was like, all right. I was like, hey, this is my picture. Let me know if you want me to come come audition. <clears throat> and I showed up at her house, did the audition, took about, I don't know, five minutes. And then um, a couple hours later, got the email. Hey, you got you got the job. Uh, so here's, cool. a lo- <laughs> here's a location, um, which turned out to be Issa's dad's doctor's office in Inglewood. Um, and we'll be shooting this in a couple of weeks and just come on down. And so went to that first shoot day. You call it a shoot day. Um, but it was certainly, uh, I, I believe it was her brother on on a camera with the microphone attached to the ca- the video camera. And we, had, we did wow. our own hair and makeup. I just showed up dressed and... Um, we did the hallway scene, which I believe is in episode three, where we meet each other at work in the hallway. And it took about 20 minutes total to film. And then Issa was just like, okay, thank you so much. And I was like, okay, thanks. And I walked out of there and I was like, what did I get myself into? What is this? <laughs> and, and then of course, you know, I started meeting, we were, we would shoot only on the weekends because all of us had day jobs and, uh, most of the cast were just her friends from Stanford who had been either doing theater with her or dance or uh, had, had written with her. And so it was really fun. Like we became this like amazing weekend family of, we would just, you know, shoot and then hang out and party. And, um, and then as the episode started to come out, it was wild just watching the phenomenon of an ignored audience of black women that just you know hollywood was not catering to at all and to watch this audience get excited about Mm -hmm. seeing themselves on screen and 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 i took a lot from that because i was just like oh because i had been writing scripts since like uh, until then and until awkward mm-hmm. black girl but but my voice wasn't very specific yet it was just like oh here's like a generic rom-com that is like bad you know and so mm-hmm. because none of the characters were specific but after i started working with isa and watching her specific voice and how it how it lit a fire under this audience um mm-hmm. i was just like oh i gotta do that too so I I was like, okay, I'm gonna write specifically to like brown women, to Indian American mm-hmm. women and and our experiences. And and so that kind of started me selling shows. And I was like, I was selling shows, I was putting them with production companies. And and then I I made my short film, Cowboy and Indian, in 2015. And so that really awkward black girl was the the flame that kind of ignited all of us on the cast and crew mm-hmm. to um hone our voices and and put our stories out there 
I love that. That is exactly how I felt watching that show. So emboldened that someone could just be so brave to show. I mean, awkward black girl. You know what I mean? It's not the most flattering role, but it is the most authentic and genuine. And it was just something that made you gravitate towards this person who, like you said, we hadn't heard this voice. And it was so exciting. And I love how being part of ABG helped you redefine your voice and the direction that you're going in and the work that you're doing now, especially with Definition Please. We really got to see a beautiful peek inside the life, like a very intimate look inside the life of an Indian family that I had never seen before. Uh, not to jump too quickly into Definition Please, but I definitely saw what you were talking about reflected in your film. Yeah, I think the exciting part about Definition Please, you kind of asked like, how did your journey uh, lead you to Definition yeah. Please, right? So my journey as I, I'm first and foremost an actor and until Awkward Black Girl, e even after Awkward Black Girl, I was mm -hmm. auditioning for these stereotypical roles of the way Hollywood sees Indian American girls or women. And I was just like, okay, why am I doing an accent? Why do I have to wear mm -hmm. a hijab or a headscarf when I'm not particular, I'm not Muslim, I'm Hindu. And um, also why are all these uh, plot lines centered around arranged marriages? Because that is this thing that maybe my parents' generation went through, but within my generation, and like I said, I grew up with a very large Indian American community of friends, None of us went through that. None of us had like arranged marriages or were uh, pressured to do that at all. So it's very strange that every script that's been, or not every script, but let's say like 98% of the scripts that have been coming across my desk, even to uh, consider as, as a director. And the first, and the theme is like arranged marriage for people our age, which is very strange. So that really pushed me, that in the, Mm. And the experience of Awkward Black Girl pushed me to be like, okay, let me just like write something that's authentic. Let me create the dream role that I want to play and surround myself with amazing characters and amazing actors that have all have full, um, like a fullness to them where if you're watching it, you you can see that they're your neighbors or they're someone that you would run into at school or at the grocery store. And so that that was the goal in terms of writing Definition Please and just really writing against all of the scripts and the auditions that I had gotten over the past few years and just being like, that's that's not us. I want I want to just write something for us by us that Issa did Love for, it. The black, for the black community, you know. Sujata, you, I, mean, I just am so inspired, you know, for our Brave Maker vision, we're really all about finding that, that, that crew, those people to make stuff with. And you have had this long lasting relationship with someone that you said you worked for free, you, you made these webisodes, then it gets picked up and then you got to be on the HBO show. You were, I, I'm a huge fan of Insecure. I actually tweeted at Prentice Penny, the showrunner, and and I was like awkward. I was like the awkward white guy saying, "I love the show, and I kind of feel like I shouldn't, you know, like I'm not your demographic target audience, but I love the show so much, and I learned so much, and I'm so inspired." And he tweeted back at me. I was like, "I'm gonna frame this saying, 
He's like, you are our demographic. If you want to see people of color's lives elevated, if you are trying to find your confidence through your insecurity, you are our target. And I love that. And I got so much out of the show. And just as you, I hear you talking, I'm just inspired to keep doing what I'm doing because it takes time and it takes, you know, like the learning and the failing and the waiting. So talk about being on the HBO show. So you then we'll get to definition, please. You got such a, so many things to talk about. Uh, so you, you get to do, there's six seasons of Insecure and you are in three or four of them. Cause they five, five, seasons five, of five, 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 five seasons yes. of Insecure <laughs> and they, they left you got, we got you all for two seasons. So that was a bummer. But so uh, yeah, talk about doing uh, doing that and having that be a regular part of your life and being a part of the nonprofit mm -hmm. that Issa D, the character on Insecure, worked at. Yeah, so when I got the text from Issa, she was just like, hey, girl, do you want uh, to be a character on the pilot of the show? It's a small character, but but it'll grow. And and I was like, heck, yeah, like, of course, you know, why not? Who says who says no to that? Um, so then we I get to the set of the pilot and it is wild going from like a no budget web series to a doctor's office. <laughs> <laughs> to being on this HBO set with trailers, with catering, with like, I don't have to do my own hair and makeup anymore. Like, that's a big deal. And also what I saw was so many Black women in positions of power. And I had never seen that before on a TV or film set. So that, I took that in and that was really, really beautiful. And so we shot the pilot and... It was really fun. Took a lot of pictures, and then and then they got the they got the green. I believe they turned in the pilot on a Friday, and then it got greenlit on a Monday. So, yeah. um, so then we were a part of the show, and we were part of We Got Y'all, and it was just a really fun. I think what was fun for the We Got Y'all gang was we really got to play kind of the comedy of the show and there weren't really a ton of dramatic moments for us. A lot of the drama was, you know, between Issa and Jay or um, Issa and Yvonne's character. And so you, you kind of got to our scenes and then you were like, okay, something like ridiculous is going to happen with this crew of people. And so it was always really fun to go to set and, you know, just, I enjoyed every second of it. And then when um, we were told early on that uh, Issa's character was leaving, we got y'all. So we knew before, you know, the audience knew. So by the time the audience found out, we had known for a year. So we were able to mm -hmm. kind of process that in our own way. But also we knew that Issa, the character, had to move on from We Got Y'all and kind of like spread her wings. So, so it it wasn't a huge surprise, but it um, it was still sad to you know leave the show. But the fact is, is, I'm a fan of the show even when I'm not on the show. So it was still fun to you know live tweet it and live watch it on Sunday nights with everyone else. And then um, when I I mean this is I guess a spoiler, but if you haven't seen it all. Um, I made the return on the series finale. Um, and I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> and then once we got that, once I got that call, I was like, of course, I'll drop and everything to come back and, you know, do that one scene. And 
And it's such an emotional scene in the series, in the finale, where Issa is driving past her old haunts and her, um, you know, it's it's just a beautiful goodbye to like this 10 year culmination of me being Cece on awkward black and then I get to say goodbye with her on the series finale. It was just, it was a beautiful, uh, circle. Amazing. Yeah. Super inspiring. Congrats on all that. What a fun legacy. And I'm sure that helped propel you to what we want to talk about now. So your, your feature film, uh, definition please is currently on Netflix and, uh, we're going to watch it, uh, or watch, we're going to watch the whole thing. We're going to watch the trailer. Are you guys ready? Ah, ready, All right. So if you are watching us live or on the replay, you'll be able to see it. If you're listening to on the audio, you'll be able to hear it. And we'll make sure that the trailer is also in the show notes. So here is the trailer to definition. Opsima. Opsima. O-P-S-I-M-A-T-H. Opsima. That is correct. Congratulations, Monica. You are the 2005 Scribd's National Spelling Bee Champion. Monica Chow. Monica Chow. Monica Chowdhury? You're like a a legit celebrity. To clinical research lab technician, Monica Chowdhury. I haven't said yes yet. I like it here. I like helping Ma, like making my students' dreams come true. You didn't have to do that. I wish someone had helped me when I was getting bullied in school. Didn't Donna help you? Yeah, I guess he did. Puni! Dada. Dada is here for one week for Baba's memorial. There is zero improvement from my first diagnosis three weeks ago. Don't know what a dying mother is supposed to do. They are always fighting. Nothing is ever good between them. There is no hope. If you care about me, please, please open your heart. Everything's okay, right? And, 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 I'm, and I'm fine. No, you're not. I'm not crazy. Ah! He acts out when he has emotions. There's nothing wrong with getting help. Yes, Bunny, I know, but he is an adult and we cannot force him to get medication. You can't just take care of people your whole life without taking care of yourself. What about your dreams? I want to climb up that ladder one day and you're not there. I want to see the walls empty of all your pictures. You got nothing else to do than live at home in your mom's basement and be the little kid in your spare time. I don't live in the basement. On the second floor. I have my own bathroom. You know that. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, right, so well, funny. So good. Let's let's dig in. Uh, tell, tell us about getting this film on its feet and all the amazing mm-hmm. partners you had in making this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it all started. I, I, you know, I won my fourth grade spelling bee, <laughs> my class oh, spelling so bee. Cool. And, and then I went on to regionals and I lost in the first round on the word radish. 
I spelled it with two D's instead of one. It was devastating. And I, I love like, this backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was two D's. <laughs> yeah. Do you have do you do you get triggered every time you're in the protest island with with radishes? Now I would. You know, I think right. about it, and obviously, I the premise of my movie was kind of based on that moment in my life. So yeah, yeah, it does. It is triggering. So That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, years later, 2015, I was in an Upright Citizens Brigade sketch writing class, and you're writing sketches every week. And one of my sketches was titled "Where Are They Now?" Spelling Bee winners. And if you Google them, you you find out that they're doing amazing intellectual things. They are NASA scientists. They're designing robots. They are champions on the world poker tour, you know, doing their numbers. And uh, the punchline of my sketch was that one of these former champions had grown up into a young woman and she was kind of, uh, didn't live up to her potential. She still lived at home. She was, um, doing drugs. She's, you know, hanging out with neighborhood boys. Like she's just kind of chilling in the basement at her, in her childhood home. And so that was the premise for definition, please. And what happened, um, was that I did a Sundance screenwriting lab in late mm -hmm. 2016. And mm -hmm. this was with another project. And, and I was just surrounded by these like amazing creative people. And I decided to go to Sundance Film Festival for the first time in 2017. So yeah. inspiring, right? So, oh. so inspiring. And, and I will say, you know, a lot of my filmmaker friends are like, oh, I'm not going to go until unless I have film, a film, unless I have a film. <laughs> and then I'm like, mm, don't wait for that. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because <laughs> you were so inspired just as an audience member. And, and actually, uh, the Sundance Institute found out that I was going. So they're like, hey, do you want to be one of our influencers? And I was like, yes. So so then I got to experience my first Sundance is like taking over their Twitter and their Instagram mm. and going to these really cool events wow. and, and interviewing directors and filmmakers. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, so it was so cool. And then not only that, but my friend, Justin Chan, his, he's a amazing filmmaker his movie gook was premiering at the festival that year and so i went to watch it and i was like blown away and i kind of cornered him at his premiere party and i was like how did you get this film made and he's like you know what i just asked friends and family for money and we just raised the financing ourselves and then we shot it ourselves and i was like yeah. okay cool that's what i'm gonna do uh -huh. so then I started writing the feature film version of Definition Please based on that four page sketch um, in 2017, went through a ton of rewrites and then 2018, it was ready to kind of be be pitched and shopped around and I just kind of like soft pitch it to people I knew. But I think in general, it's just hard to get a dramedy about a family made, regardless of what race or ethnicity they are. Um, everybody kind of wants to make the action movies, the the big budget movies, and this was not on that scale. So then I went back to Sundance in 2019 with, uh, this time with HBO, and Justin Chan's next movie, Ms. Purple, was premiering there. And I said to myself, Justin has made two movies in the time that I have made zero, and this is not okay. 
And um, I, I decided right then and there, I was like, okay, I'm going to make definition, please. This summer, come hell or high water, however much money we raise. And so at that moment, I had been uh, selling television shows and um, one of them was stuck in this limbo of a big studio merger. And so the rights were returned back to me along with a huge check. So I was the first money into my film. I saw that check and I just put it directly into definition, please. And from that point forward, everyone that I was having coffee with or running into or having lunch with, I would say, hey, I'm raising money for my movie. Do you or someone you know, do they, do they want to be involved? And usually like, you know, my my immediate circle is like actors who don't have any money. So um, I would ask them and they would say, actually, like, I can't, but I have a cousin who is a doctor or a dentist or in finance and, and they may want to. So that's how I raised um, the rest of the money. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, that's I, super hard to do. She's she Sajata is, is playing this down. It is so hard to go out with your friends and be like, oh, and um, by the way, can I get ten grand? <laughs> you know that it's difficult to have those conversations. So very good. Yeah, please, I'm taking notes. But you have to ask, like, like <laughs> what do. what you are saying is exactly what Christine and I are doing right now with this next film. Mm -hmm. Is is you, you don't get unless you ask, but you have to ask yes. hundreds of people before you get one yeah. or two yeses. Hundreds, yeah. So yeah. way to go. Like I, I also want to know, so you've got Datari Turner uh, on this, who I met at Sundance when he had one of his films there. Mindy Kay, talk about getting mm -hmm. these amazing partners. Yeah. I think that this was a, all a part of, you know, who I was reaching out to. I had, I believe I also met Datari at Sundance cause he's a producer on Gook, Justin's film Gook. Uh -huh. So, so I, I believe I met him at that Sundance in 2017 and we had kept in touch and, and I had been talking to him about other projects that maybe he was going to come on board for. But then once I knew that I was doing definition, please, I was like, Hey, this is the one. Um, and then he came on as a producer and that was really awesome. And then Mindy, um, we had shot the film and uh, it was done in early 2020 and we were set to premiere at the LA Asian Pacific Film Festival at the DGA in, in West Hollywood. Yeah. And obviously uh, that was late March, early April of 2020 and obviously COVID hit. And then we had to really go back in and be like, okay, what's going to be our strategy right now? Mm -hmm. And uh, virtual film festivals were starting to happen. So I was like, let's just, I have so many ideas and so many projects that I'm not super precious with any single thing. Preach so this, like, preach this, preach tip, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, let's do the virtual film festival circuit. And it was really smart that we made that decision because we premiered at Bentonville Film Festival. I was there as an alumni. My short Cowboy and Indian played there in 2017. And so they treated us really well. We got we got like closing night film. Um, and we started to get amazing reviews, great press. And I think it was because they had nothing else to cover. Like, like there were no Marvel movies coming out. There were no Star Wars coming out because the studios were holding these big films back. And so 
journalists and reporters were like, oh my gosh, what they were scrambling on. What do we cover? What do we cover? Oh, this, this film looks cool. You know, it's playing at this festival. Let's cover it. So it was actually an awesome idea to detour the, the virtual film festival circuit. And as we started touring, so we dropped in August, 2020. And then I believe Mindy Kaling was on, uh, was on uh, like a panel, like a virtual panel in October of 2020. And she name dropped the film and me, and I wasn't on the panel or anything. And I, I started getting texts from my friends being like, Yo, maybe uh, you just talked about your movie and how much uh, she wants to watch it, and 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 you as a director. And I was like, wait, what? I was, wow. I was just like, what's going on? So then it's my amazing. team got her the movie, and and she watched it, and then she just started tweeting about it and started gramming about it, and we were just like blown away. Like it was it was all very much a surprise. I did not know Mindy before this, and then it was, you know, like about five months ago or so i was like uh should i just ask her to be an ep and like you said tony it's you just have to ask and and the worst thing people can say is no and and then you're just like okay then i'll move on to the next person and then mm -hmm. i asked her and she was like yeah yeah I'll, I'll come on as ep and and i was just like once again oh my god what's happening like this is so great <laughs> and so, so it was just it was just really um cool getting her on board because mm -hmm. i think she really made the difference in terms of uh catching the attention of uh ava and array and because they reached out after we finally did have uh, a los angeles in-person premiere in September of 2021, which was great, really fun. Um, and then about a few weeks later, a month or so later, Array reached out to see if the film was available for acquisition. So people so hearing the words Ava and Array need to know that that is Ava DuVernay's company. And like that is just, you are living the indie life, seriously. Like all yeah. of the work that you did, what, I mean, you must feel, feel so proud. I'm proud just hearing like, yes, an indie filmmaker doing yeah. it. And uh, yeah, just amazing. Thank you for sharing that journey. That is exactly what we are trying to be about and the kind of stories we're trying to tell and elevating brave voices and marginalized communities who don't often see themselves represented on screen. It's just awesome. And the story is so fun and heartfelt. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a brother and the story is about a sister and a brother and a mother and uh, dealing with mental health and, and death and life and mm -hmm. figuring out identity. It's just, it's got so much for so many people and it's so fun. The style, <laughs> the, the yeah. editing style and the fun and the music and dealing with the spelling bee and how we go into uh, Booney's head and she spells things and it's just so fun. You did it a is. really great job, really great job. Thank you so much. Yeah. Heck yeah. So we're are super grateful that you came on the show today and we hope uh, tons of people get to watch uh, this film on Netflix. So go watch it today. Uh, we're going to uh, please stay with us because we want to hear your brave fave for the week. And we'd love to introduce you to a special person and have a special person be introduced to you. So hold on a second. We're doing okay. our two minute film school spotlight with our Toby Lynn. Stand by.
Toby Lynn, welcome to the show. Meet Sujata. Hi. Toby, Hi. meet Sujata. Sujata, meet Toby. Hello. Hi, Toby. Hello. I'm so excited. I, oh my gosh. First of all, really inspiring. I, it's like not very often that I get to see like women of color that like look like me and stuff um, pursuing art and all that kind of stuff. So just want to say that. <laughs> but hello. <laughs> Toby, Hello. give us your update. We know there are many paths into the film industry. Some people go to film school, some people don't. But we want to highlight for those who are considering what it's like. So you're uh, back at school at, yes. at Chapman University. Tell, give us a quick update. Yeah, um, I don't remember the last time I talked to you guys what I was up to, but I'm a television and writing production major, um, hoping to minor in music business, um, kind of just all entertainment industry stuff is kind of in my wheelhouse. That's what I'm hoping to get into. Um, this is the first week back at class with classes. Um, it's online, which is difficult for sure, but um, especially since a lot of TV and film stuff is hands-on and you kind of really need to be there. Um, but we're going back in person next week, which is good. But that's kind of what I've been working on and getting back into the swing of things. So, yeah. What do you have? What kind of assignments are you working on and as people you know who are listening maybe younger aspiring filmmakers why do you think it's beneficial for them to go to film school what kind of things are you working on and learning right now yeah so as for school wise i'm taking a cinematography class right now um it's nice because even if you're not specifically interested in focusing on cinematography or directing or writing even you can still you still have to take those classes and kind of get yourself situated with that and kind of get familiar with all the different aspects of the industry, which is nice. And it's definitely a challenge at times, but I love it a lot. And also one thing that I really love is just the connections you make outside with friends and like being able to make projects just for fun, especially since we're young now, it's like the time to do it, um, just to make projects for fun and not necessarily for our careers, just <laughs> to do it just to sit. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But outside of school, I've been working on we're going to shoot a dance video soon with my friend. I have a dance rehearsal tonight, which is really fun. We're going to shoot like a little video with a group of dancers. Um, and I also have, I've been doing some shows aside from like TV writing and all that stuff. I'm a songwriter and a singer and yeah, I'm performing a show this Friday, which is fun. So, oh, exciting. Yeah. If you watched our trailer to Last Chance, Charlene, Toby's music is featured in it. That's our feature film. It's coming out and premiering. I was inspired when, Sujata, you talked about going the virtual route because our first film festival, of course, is going virtual in April, which is a bummer. But uh, yeah, Toby's music is featured in our film and it's super cool. I love the collaboration. I love that you're a filmmaker and a musician. What a cool way to collaborate in the arts. Uh, follow Toby Lynn on Insta at Toby, T-O-B-E-Y-L-Y-N-N. And uh, it's great to see women in film. We super elevate your voices. Beautiful. We're super Yay. excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much. Make sure you follow Sujata too and connect. Who knows where your paths <laughs> might interconnect? Of course. Yeah. Uh, well, Toby, Toby, I don't know if you know, but I'm also a singer and I have, uh -oh. I have, I have YouTube videos, Naked Hipster Project. Uh oh. That I plug directed, it, plug it. That, that I directed first. And this was years ago. Me before. too. I started on YouTube too. That is crazy. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Awesome. I love this. Let's That's make nice these connections happen. Let's, hey, and I noticed, go ahead, Christina. Something very similar with Toby Lynn and Sajata. You guys are both talking about projects in a way where get them done. Like, don't be too precious about it. 
have a ton of fun, get them made and get them done. And, and I love that message for filmmakers because sometimes you can be like nursing a script for months. Like you could tweak a script until the end of time. So I love what you said. Just get it out there share it. Be proud. Yes, so that's cool. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Toby, do you want to stay and fave, fave some stuff with us? Oh my gosh. Yes. All I right. Do. One thing. You got 30 <laughs> seconds. What's your one thing of the week? Brave faves. TV shows, films, books, songs, technology, clothing, podcast, food, and more. These are a few of our favorite people, places, and things. Brave faves. All right, we'll start with Christina. Okay, I've been talking about it all show. Neptune Frost, I'm going to read this. Kino Lorber has acquired worldwide rights to Afrofuturistic sci-fi punk musical Neptune Frost. It's such a mouthful. I got to watch this during Sundance. And just to go back to what Sajata said, don't wait till you have a film at Sundance to enjoy the Sundance Film Festival. It is wildly inspiring how people are financing their projects, how they're getting them done, why they're doing them. You want to be exposed to all that. It'll light a fire under you. Uh, this was an amazing film, and this is my brave fave. I'll throw it over to you, Tony. Neptune Frost. I dig it. Well, I have to go back to the Insecure. I think I faved Insecure, the series in general, a few weeks back. But there's oh, yeah. a documentary on HBO Max, like the Insecure, the end or something. I think I cried like watching it. It was so freaking inspiring. Go watch. I think anytime I can watch a behind the scenes mm -hmm. making of something, that's why we do so many of those kind of behind the scenes shorts around here. Cause I think it's so important to learn how people make stuff. And I loved it. I, I was like so inspired by this crew and this cast and the storytelling. And uh, we do things, we tell these stories because we want to enter entertain, bring hope, make people laugh, bring healing, give people something to talk about. But we also do it because of the, the crew, right? The people you make it with. And this was so inspiring to me for our Brave Maker vision to create a real culture of making and bravery behind the scenes. So I loved it. It's on HBO. Go check it out. Binge worthy. The show binge -worthy. is binge worthy. Yeah, it's beautiful. Sujata, what about you? What's your brave fave? Yeah, so my brave fave this week, I've been kind of celebrating definition, please, being on Netflix. And I like to celebrate Ow! I like to celebrate with good food. So yes. my a couple of my EPs took me out to Sugarfish last night. A new location opened at Coldwater Canyon Ventura Boulevard at Sportsman's Lodge Shops. And it was a perfect celebration and just like delicious sushi. So good. Sugarfish.com. Get a location near you if you're in the LA area. Awesome. And Toby Lynn, what about you? Um, lately I've been on a Disney kick. I feel like I'm always on a Disney kick. I live really close to Disneyland, but I've been obsessed with the musical and movie Encanto right now. It's oh, so good. So good. And Disney movie always warms my heart. So that has been my favorite currently. We don't talk about Bruno. All right. Good. <laughs> Uh, that's our show. Don't go away, you two, you four. Let's, I'd love to get a quick screenshot picture with you all, but I'll end the show by saying thank you to all of our watchers and listeners of the podcast. We can't do the show without you in your, in your ears. Well, we, we could. Actually, we could. We could just talk and learn ourselves and be inspired. So <laughs> we don't need you to listen, but we appreciate uh, you listening so much. And we just really appreciate all your support. You know, we're a nonprofit. And uh, honestly, 
like everything from the rent of our studio space and our literal our gear and the films that we make is all because people donate to us and so if you would like to become a donor go to our website at bravemaker.com donate or you can just text even the word brave maker to 44321 i had someone uh zoom me today saying oh we're going to become a monthly donor it was so inspiring that makes 22 people who give monthly and christine and i are working up toward this next feature film and we're really excited to do it so we would appreciate all of your help christina what's coming up next week absolutely oh we have an amazing guest and i i don't want to mess up her name gardenia zuniga will be with us next wednesday at 4 p.m and we definitely would be remiss if we didn't thank our crew behind the scenes alex todd our producer bernal Amos, our Oh, am I going to mess the podcast editor as well as Carrie Alley, our social media manager, and Emerson Morley, our Brave Maker intern. We can't do the show without you guys. You guys are wonderful. Uh, we love all your love and support. And yeah, tune in next Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be back with another filmmaker for a great show. All right, on. Go watch Definition, please, on yes, Netflix. Yes, you'll love it. You'll love yes. it. Yes. It's very heartwarming. It's right up there with the Disney vibes. And then go, go follow go go follow Toby Lynn on Instagram, Sujata Day, and please reach out to them and say hi and encourage them in their future works. And uh, hopefully yeah. they'll both be back on the future show someday to share what's going on next. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you so much for Thank having you. me. You got it. Don't go away. Brave stories change the world. And you are the story. Bye, everybody. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at BraveMaker.org. Like, subscribe, and share. To become a monthly donor, text the word BraveMaker to 44321 or go to BraveMaker.com slash donate. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>